Hey everybody, welcome to the Oasis Podcast. We are back in the podcast studio, which is really just an office at the church, if you didn't know. Yeah. But we got it tricked out in here. It's it's pretty baller. One day we maybe will get a video camera and put it on YouTube too, just so you can see us. Because you only ever hear us. That would be something. But if, if you ever saw us, my name is Brennan, <laughs> and then I've got two people with me, if you guys want to introduce yourselves. Yeah, my name is Ben. And I'm Jaina. <laughs> any, any facts you want to add besides that? If the people could see you, what would they notice? Uh, probably the beard first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the What's red like ginger beard. Thing? Either yeah, like the beard or the fact that my beard and my hair are different colors. Mm. Oh, They're not that's... that different. Really? Maybe not in the slight. We'll post mm. a picture. Anyway. You guys can be the deciding factor. <laughs> Jaina, it's a poll. Um, I have curly hair. <laughs> so you got my baller glasses. <laughs> and I currently have a mustache. Yeah. Most of the time I have a beard, but I got a little bit impulsive on Monday. <laughs> And just kind of went went at it with the razor, and I'm not. It's not going to be here long term, but it'll be here for a little bit. So maybe you'll see me on Sunday night. I will be rocking it then. So you need to keep it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Today we have a podcast topic for you, all about conflict. Let's go. So I'm a little nervous that things are going to get kind of heated up in here. <laughs> I've written down a bunch of topics that we're just going to get super into and. We, got, we just have to fix some We're things We're going to show you by mm-hmm. example how to do conflicts yeah. in your relationships. I'm trying to remain really calm right now mm. in case, in case mm. you guys haven't noticed. We're diffusing oils up in here <laughs> just to soothe I'm breathing them. exercises. I haven't been doing that for about 15 minutes. So. Yeah. Some some Eastern meditation over there. Don't don't get me started. <laughs> You're already starting. You're already trying. No, oh, no, no. But funny. I do have a problem that I want us to start off with. And I, I've been struggling with it for a couple weeks now. Honestly, mm-hmm. about, I'd have to say six weeks i've okay, been struggling yeah. with this and there's this girl i really like but the problem is there's like about 16 other guys that really like her too and wow. i don't get as much time as i wish i could with her that's too many guys but this other dude yeah. started to get up in our business and and i just thought he was really fake so i called him out and i had this baby with me and things started to get heated and he was wearing a shirt that was too small but he claims it was big but like She's really upset because I'm I'm causing some drama, but I don't get it. I'm just looking out for her. And like mm-hmm. I just want to find love and leave this reality TV show mm-hmm. married because this always works for everybody, right? I, I just need yeah, some advice. The, yeah. You know, like I'm stuck. I, yeah. I'm trying to do this not for the Instagram followers. I'm mm-hmm. clearly on here for very, very good motives. Yeah. But it's just a conflict I've been having. It sounds terrible. <laughs> Me and Carlos are upset my me and my baby uh, a couple questions <clears throat> um where did this happen that is from the bachelorette la quinta resort and spa i think is what it is yeah <laughs> they just put it up do you know an airbnb you can go there for like six the, like actual mansion yeah $6, i just saw that a night or something like oh that. wow no i didn't that's yeah. we're gonna have our next leadership retreat <laughs> If you guys don't know, Jaina and I are big Bachelorette oh, fans. Yeah. Should we don't really watch admit it. that? I just, like, now it's out there. This is actually going to be. Take it back. This is going to be our first <laughs> conflict. I I hold no shame in the fact that I love this show. It Listen. is so funny. It makes my day when I watch it. I get to look at all the memes afterwards, and they're seriously. It brings me a ton of joy to watch this <laughs> and watch these people do what they're doing. Reality TV is my bread and butter. I just, I just wish that your joy was fine. I have a love, Jesus, but a love hate. I keep coming back to it every week, and every week I'm like, this is so dumb. This is the worst. I hate the way this is going. I'm not and, like that. Every week I'm but so I keep I'm watching. pumped. Someone, someone turn it on. Let's get it for this hour. 
We only but, watch The Chosen at our house. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, right, the, reason, the reason we bring this up <laughs> is because I did not experience that conflict, but someone did. And we do want to yeah. give you some examples of conflict and talk about that today. But it, it will mm-hmm. not have anything to do with The Bachelorette. We just needed to, to ruffle Ben's feathers with yeah. our mm-hmm. love of reality TV for a second. Or at least my love of reality TV. <laughs> it's not even TV. reality TV. It is, of, it is a bit scripted. Of, yeah, we have great. to move on. It's, from, it's see, look, fake. I opened this gonna, Yeah, we're <laughs> going to say The Bachelorette is... <laughs> Approved by God. All right. Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> Time out. Sheesh. We'll, we'll cut that, right? Wait, nope. We're leaving it in. Oh, you're yeah. going to get smoked. <laughs> uh, you can find, you can send me an email if you're upset. It's bgeetsin. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't believe The Bachelorette is a righteous thing, but I do like watching it. Anyways, yeah, just moving on. Other people's pain. Bring some joy. First question. <laughs> we have to move on because I, I will continue to say things that are not biblical. Is conflict necessary? It's a straightforward question, it's but I question. think it's where you got to start this conversation because so many people will jump on one side of the fence or the other. Mm-hmm. So is it necessary, especially as Christians? As people, yes, because it's mm-hmm. inevitable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because we are in relationship with people, and when relationships go, because we're messy people and sinful people, relationships can be tough and hard, and that's when conflict arises. So is it necessary? Yes. Is it good? Yeah, can be. Mm-hmm. Can also be terrible. <laughs> True. Jana, you got thoughts on is it necessary? Have you have you had experiences where people have come to you with counter arguments to Ben's? I think that some people will say it's not necessary and we can avoid it, but I think those people probably aren't living in authentic relationships. Because mm. if you're really in relationship with people, it's unavoidable. Yeah. So is it necessary? Because of the fact that it will happen, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we say it's necessary. Why is it so hard? Yeah, why are we terrible at it? I know. It's like, (laughs) if you think it's necessary, it happens all the time. It happens in all these relationships. You're pretty Mm -hmm. much doing it constantly in different forms and different severities. Why is it so hard still? You think we'd be better at it, right? Yeah, no. Uh, I think we try to balance the reality of how do I be gracious to someone really well and how do I love someone really well, how do I serve them well. And we don't know how to bring truth into certain situations mm. and relationships mm-hmm. and circumstances, and we don't know how to bring truth in grace. And so, because yeah. we don't know how to do that in the name of being gracious and serving and loving, we'll say, "I'll just, I'll just not say anything. Mm. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just let it go because mm-hmm. I don't want to create attention between." Or you flip it and you throw all the grace out the window and just, <laughs> yeah, and you're just crushing people with truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we we know that. I mean, people love their extremes. Yeah. So it's where in the middle can you find both of those, unless you're Jesus and you're all grace and all truth, yeah. which scripturally is incredible. It's what they say about him, but we don't balance that as well. So, And we just like generally don't know how to disagree with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we mm-hmm. don't know how to presidential debates. So like yeah. we just insult or ignore. Mm-hmm. So speaking of politics, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not going there. Okay, so it's hard, but do we? what role do we play in making it hard? Like... Mm-hmm. Well, how do we fix it? If we, if we, what do we need to start recognizing stuff first, or what? Yeah, that's that's really good. I think we ha- we tend to rest in certain unhealthy and unhelpful conflict styles. <clears throat> and there's an acronym that we're going to go through. Acronym is that right? Is yeah. That what it is? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never know the difference between that and the other one. An acrostic. Thank you. Yes. I think this one, this one's an acrostic. Actually, See, I, just don't I think know. it is. Oh, jeez. It doesn't matter. Keep um, going. So this acrostic 
is RAIN, R-A-I-N. And what we're going to go through is like the reason and what we need to do is recognize, okay, I have an unhealthy conflict style. Everyone does. Mm. So what is that conflict style? And sometimes it can be different. We'll get into that. And sometimes based on the relationship, it changes. Um, but I think, Brendan, you got the first one. No, Jane has got the I'm first one. Jane has got the first one. Yeah. All right, let's do it. So the first one, the letter R, uh, stands for remove. Um, or another word you could use is withdraw. Um, and so this unhealthy conflict style is to that you just don't want to deal it. So you remove yourself. You withdraw from the situation. You move away from that person that you have conflict with, and you just ignore it, and you don't deal with it. And then because of that, relationship is hindered or completely broken. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, don't don't we lean one way or another? You know, in your four, like, is there... Mm, for sure. I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we tend to have one that That's like, we adopt that is kind of ours, but I think we all experience yes. all four. So mm-hmm. Ben's got a... Yeah, the next. second one, Accelerate. Um, you could also say escalate, you mm-hmm. amp it up, uh, you smother, tend to get all over the other person. You want to talk about it even when they don't want to talk about it. So if, like for me, I'm an accelerator. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll put the pedal to the floor because one, <laughs> we'll burn this place to the ground. I will, yeah. I will burn you to cut to the ground. <laughs> Off it. We haven't had our office reference in a while. Um, but I get frustrated and then I get louder faster because mm-hmm. uh, I want to either figure out the conflict or if you hit a button in me. That especially if it's pride, or, mm-hmm. or you tell me I'm wrong, then I'm like, nope, we're we're doing this now. <laughs> yeah. Especially with people like my wife has a tendency to be a withdrawer and a remover. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I notice it in someone, I just get louder faster than, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. will put the pedal then through the floor of the car <laughs> <laughs> and try to escalate the situation and just get aggressive, too aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's my style. Yeah. Number mainly th- number three is I. It's invalidate. And I float between all four, which mm-hmm. which is hilarious because depending on the conflict, I'm a wild card. Like I will I will do all four of the negative <laughs> conflict styles. But one I tend to sometimes go towards is this invalidate, and it's kind of just like a refuting posture, where everything they say you have some kind of rebuttal for it. So there's this conflict they've come to you with this thing, and you've got a thousand reasons why their conflict is not not true. Where it's like, mm-hmm. well, you did this, or or this is why you're incorrect, and you you're constantly trying to argue your way out of conflict and prove the other person wrong rather than validating anything they say. And 100%, I go there and try to convince you the whole thing you brought it to me. Mm-hmm. It, you should have brought it to me Garbage. because there was these other things you should have looked at first. But it Sounds like manipulation. Is that, that is another word for it. But So we got, uh, we remove, accelerate, invalidate. And last one, mm-hmm. there's negative interpretation. And so here what you're doing is you're run, running everything that comes out in the conversation through a negative interpretation of what is actually being said. Mm-hmm. You're taking on almost, almost a victim mentality or mm-hmm. a false and negative interpretation based off of how someone else sees you. So when someone says something, you look at it as like, well, then why do you hate me? Mm. So if I, if, if my wife would come to me and she says, hey, I'm noticing this, this is how you hurt me, uh, I would take it as a, like, why do you hate me trying to be in a relationship with you? What mm. is it about me that you don't like? Mm-hmm. What is it about me? So it's it's making mm. it more, I think, selfish Yeah, um, is a way. And if I could add a fifth one to this, I thought oh, of it just man. a second ago. Oh, like, passive aggressiveness is probably, mm. it's like, I don't know where you'd put it in the four. It might need its own category because it's just oh like my. this hugely daunting thing that happens all the time where people use their unha- un- their unhealthy conflict style mm-hmm. is just to be like so passive aggressive. Yeah. And that is that is a mega problem. It's like if, if my unhelpful conflict style was my ammunition, passive aggressive is the gun that I use to shoot it off. Oh. Ooh. Interesting. 
I don't know. I could be wrong. I no, just, I get that. And an analogy or metaphor. I, I, I have a second question, but really, where we where we use this acrostic rain, and I, Ben has this saying, and he's gonna let me say it just because it's <laughs> tweetable. It's that good. But when you have two people who both have unhealthy conflict styles, so they're both participating in rain. When it rains, it pours. Man, let's go. <laughs> so two unhealthy conflict styles just lead to more unhealthy conflict. But my actual question so is, because now that you got that, you wrote it in your notebook, you put mm-hmm. it on your Instagram You can tweet bio. it right now. Yeah. <laughs> put, <laughs> put it in your bio. Put it in your bio. bio. <laughs> you just have when it rains, it pours. Yeah. It's your Visco <laughs> caption on oh, the next funny. four pictures. <laughs> but what do these, what do we, how do you kind of combat or go against these four? Or how do you recognize them? What should you do with them once you've recognized it? That's kind of a shotgun question, but take it as you wish. Because I think it's one thing to notice. It's like, hey, I mm-hmm. do this thing, but not, then what do I do with that information? It's like, I know I'm an escalator. How do I stop that? Yeah, I think knowing it, admitting it, and then mm-hmm. always we're going we're gonna to push everything into community. So mm-hmm. like the people I'm closest with, <clears throat> like me and Abby, our communication has gotten better because I think we recognize and understand, one, our communication styles, but also our unhealthy conflict styles. Mm-hmm. So for her, when she like... For me to be able to say and recognize, okay, I am an accelerator, and her to recognize and be able to speak out, okay, yeah, he is an accelerator. Mm-hmm. When I start to accelerate, she calls it out. Yeah. But we both are kind of, it's a kind of giving permission to, mm-hmm. but we're also mm-hmm. married. So that happened at the covenant the day we got married, that we made the covenant together mm-hmm. to be able to call each other out in our sin and our mm-hmm. where we're unhealthy. Um, but have people in our life who recognize, okay, when I'm starting to do it, call it out at me. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's a really big deal. And then it's, for us, it's always going to be coming back to our relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's how do I follow in the footsteps of my Savior and King and how he handled his relationships, but also in what he calls me into yeah. and how to handle relationships with other people. Again, because conflict happens wherever people gather. Yeah. yeah. Wherever we have relationship. It's in families, in our churches, at work, in, in our apartments and households. Mm-hmm. So... Looking at the scripture. Yeah. How and, and when. And really, we, we kind of got there already. We're starting to phase into it where it's like, conflict is necessary. It will always happen. Anytime you live in a relationship, you will deal with conflict. Even in the church. What? The church, and the Bible does give us a couple... Uh, we have seven points here. And these seven points are all based on some kind of scriptural interpretation of how we're teaching, how we're taught through the Bible to deal with different conflict in healthier ways than we currently do. So I'll take the first one, and then we'll kind of popcorn around and do a couple of the other ones. But number one of a, a healthy way to practice conflict is to own your part of the conflict. Get it. Mm-hmm. Matthew 7, 1 through 5, do not judge others, or you will not be, or, and you will not be judged, for you will treat others as, oh, I'm butchering this, <laughs> for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about the speck in a friend's eye when you have a log in your eye? Now, I'll, just, I'll just kind of stop there. I only read through verse 3. But really, Jesus is teaching here on the Matthew Sermon on the Mount just this idea of kind of hypocrisy and comparison and all these things. And when it co- translates to conflict in any any conflict ever, any conflict, I am absolutely certain about this, you have to own at least some piece of the conflict. They could have a majority of the problem. They could be 99% of the problem but you have at least 1% where you could have done better or you could have done something different to, to help fix the conflict. So I love the saying, own, own 100% of your 1%. Take ownership of the thing that you did and, and, and admit that. Let that be some, some of the, the, the bridge extended, the olive branch extended to help work through that conflict. 
because if you're constantly pointing fingers and never owning what you what mm-hmm. you've struggled with or what you've done wrong in the conflict, because most times it's way more than a hundred one percent. You know, like somewhere in there is your fault of the problem. But if if you don't start with that and kind of recognize, okay, this is where I should have done better, you'll you won't be able to find that middle ground to move past the conflict. Good. Yeah, I think in in yeah. something that's helped me. And so I used to help lead a support group in Watertown, South Dakota, where I was at before I was at Grace Point here in Brookings. And we'd always had these like these ground rules before we started support group. And then at the end, it was like, okay, we're going to end with encouraging the other person. Mm-hmm. And we'd always have this thing where we'd say, you just heard their story, what they struggled with this week. Now put yourself in their, in, in their shoes. Mm-hmm. What would you want to hear? Yeah. And so like in conflict, it's like, okay, sometimes what I've had to do with me and Av and even Bren, you and me, when we've had conflict mm-hmm. in, in areas, it's like, okay, what is it like to be on the other side of me? Knowing mm-hmm. I'm an accelerator, knowing I'm aggressive, knowing mm-hmm. I get loud when 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 argument has like, that sounds horrible mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. on the other side of me in some of these situations. So oh, when yeah. I know that, it's like, okay, I can own and recognize here's where it's hard, here's where I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and in an example of it, just like one thing that I constantly will see, like if I have a problem and I'll go to someone to address the conflict, sometimes my tone is mm-hmm. wrong or mm-hmm. and that's so simple like it's something you don't notice something you don't think about but that's one percent of the problem where i yeah. just made the problem worse by escalating it by asking or saying something in the wrong tone and that's just an example of owning that one percent where you come and you apologize you say i shouldn't have said it like that whatever and then you yeah. move on to the actual issue yeah that's good that's good. So yeah, number one, own your part of the conflict. Number two, go directly to the person. Uh, often issues are mishandled and we don't do this well because we would rather talk about someone to someone else rather to than to the person yeah. that we have conflict with. Um, like in your apartment complex, your other roommate that you don't have a conflict with isn't the problem. So why would you go and talk to them about mm-hmm. it? Like your coworker <laughs> who you don't have an issue with isn't the problem. So why are we going to talk to these people? Jesus was really clear on how to handle conflict, on how to, how to handle when things are... Uh, off in our relationships. And I'm going to go to Matthew 18. And now specifically and contextually, this is, here's how you handle uh, when you see sin in the church, sin in someone else that is, that is your brother and sister and someone who has sinned against you. Mm. So this is just laying that out first, but here's why that's important. As followers of Jesus, if I have a conflict with someone, uh, we know that in Matthew, God, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is continuing to point you, how do you pursue reconciliation and forgiveness in all circumstances and situations? Well, if I have a conflict with someone and I let it go and I actually need to address it, by not addressing it, that's sin in my heart and in the, in the other person's heart by not forgiving someone, by not letting something go. So it's like, okay, when sin is there, when conflict happens, go directly to the person. Matthew 18, 15, if any believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. The other person listens and confesses it. You have won the person back. Talk to the person that you have a problem with. Go to them directly. Um, and if you haven't gotten the courage to do it, maybe the problem isn't even big enough to worry about. Like, when you're in conflict, stop talking about people and start talking to them. So here's a question for you guys. Do you think there's moments that happen and things that happen in situations that come up that are unnecessary to go and bring up? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think probably most things where it's like, I've constantly seen it where it's like your heart is almost right where it's like, I want advice in this problem or I want, mm. I want someone's help in solving this conflict. So we'll take a piece of conflict and involve someone who doesn't need to be involved in order Mm -hmm. to get advice. Yeah. But it's like, do you need that? 
Do you need advice when it comes to reconciliation? Just go and have a conversation. Come with an open heart. Come on own your 1%. Yeah. Do these things. But you got to go direct yeah. a lot of times where it's like, don't get other people involved in your mess mm-hmm. when you don't need to. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then I think, yeah. too, like in knowing whether or not something should be brought up, especially if you think like, mm. so me and Abby had an argument. Not even, it wasn't really an argument. It's like I was sitting at Peace Lutheran, which is a church here where we drop our, our baby off for daycare. Baby Oats. And baby Otis. And don't call him Oats, please. <laughs> <laughs> you can. I'm just I'm not going to like him. This is conflict. <laughs> um, but we were talking. And it was just like talking about, we were talking about her breast milk. And we are talking about how she, this, this is real life. Brand. This guy on listen, the podcast listen, with, with listen, the, stuff the is, breast milk. The stuff, can we, nor- can the we stuff, normalize this, please? The stuff is liquid gold. Okay. <laughs> It's amazing. Um, I'm going to need you to cut everything that just happened, Kyle. <laughs> but she pumps like crazy. Like, we have a freezer full of, I'm just saying. And so mm-hmm. we're having this conversation like, okay, when do you feel like you're going to start pumping less? Um, again, I'm sitting in peace with her and dropping notice off. We have to bring milk there. So we're just talking about this. And she goes, well, I don't know, probably, you make maybe soon and having this. is like, okay. And then she just brought up the reality. It's like, okay, and then I'll probably start, like, trying to eat healthier and, and, and go on a diet and just try to lose some weight. It's like, okay. And then for some reason we got onto, like, yeah, I think I want to like for myself. I've lost like 27 pounds in the last four yeah. months. It's That's been cool. insane. I want to lose like another 12. Uh, and I said I'd love to have my walking weight be around whatever. And she goes, Yeah, I wonder what your caloric intake would have to be. Like, what you have to take in. Like, mm-hmm. what diet do you have to have to stay at 220? And I said, uh, Like, could you eat your? She said, Could you eat your normal diet and stay at that weight? And I said, mm-hmm. Well, I think normal diet changes based off what you're doing and what your lifestyle is. She was like, yeah, but, you know, like, how you eat, like, normally, which is terrible. <laughs> so, like, she kept, like, because I eat she was horribly. To, like, yeah. well, kind of, well, kind of, but she literally was like, well, like, because we eat not great. Mm. I snack mm-hmm. all the time. Like, you know, like, we just, there's, in our normal way of life, our eating isn't good. And I said, well, I think you can change what your normal eating is and what your diet is at any time. So, like, my normal eating now isn't the same as it was eight months mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. But it's normal for me now. Yeah. And so, it's yeah. just like, it was literally, our argument was semantics mm-hmm. and figuring out like oh, diets yeah. like that's what it was and so i i like i was getting mad at her mm. because she wasn't understanding what i was saying and i thought i was understanding what she was saying but she didn't think i was understanding oh, yeah. what she was saying <laughs> and so I'll, i just sat there and was like we, I, I, we 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 said okay she said she got to work she said bye i love you and said i love you too and i sat there and was like is this something that i need to bring up later because we just kind of like had a weird argument but it's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. and as soon as i said it's like no this is not a big deal so that's mm-hmm. a conflict that we didn't need to bring yeah. up because mm-hmm. it really didn't matter and it wasn't gonna and here's another reason why i don't why i think there's some conflicts you don't need to bring up is because i didn't think about it the rest of the day because mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal if if there's stuff that you're continuing to think about mm-hmm. in relationship with another person mm-hmm. go directly to them if it's all you can think about mm-hmm. if you're yeah. going to church and in church with them but if you see them in church and you get an uneasy feeling, there's probably something that you need to go directly to them and address. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there are some situations that don't even brought up, but then there's some that do. No, Sorry, that's that a long story. Yeah, yeah, I know. Halfway through that, I was like, I wonder where he's going to land yep. this. But I'm glad you Sorry. said it because Sorry. that is true. Like Some things don't need to be addressed. Yeah. So when yeah. you go directly to, and then I want to talk about it real quick, and then we'll keep moving on. Uh, what happens when they don't respond well? Because mm-hmm. Matthew 18 yeah. continues to speak into that. Uh, if they don't respond well, then it says Matthew 18 tells us to take someone else with you. Um, to hear someone else from a, a testimony from this someone else who is affected or that they've seen that sin and that issue. Um, again, as Brennan said, own your part, uh, but recognize what happened still caused hurt in your life. And don't bring in someone that doesn't need to be brought in. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's unnecessary to bring in someone into a fight that 
has nothing to do with the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so recognize who you're bringing in, who you're talking to. And then it says, then go to the church, which probably just means that someone from the church should get involved uh, and, and will help you resolve mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if there, there's still no re- reconciliation, there's still issue, there's still conflict, Matthew, Jesus goes on to say, now treat them like a pagan or a, or a corrupt tax collector. Mm. And this gets so misinterpreted, it makes me angry. Um, Because in the context of Matthew 18, what Jesus is saying here, he's not saying treat them like someone who needs to be cast off and cut off from the church. He's literally, the person who wrote this gospel is a tax collector Mm. who was invited into Jesus' life to be discipled, to be poured into, to have a relationship with Jesus. So he's saying treat them like someone who doesn't know Jesus, Mm -hmm. preach the gospel to them, continue to live life with them, continue to love them, continue to serve them, treat them as Jesus would treat a tax collector, Mm -hmm. which he invited those people into his life. He had dinner with them and hung out with them. Yeah, so good, Mm because you started by telling us, like, this is is how to deal with conflict between two believers. So essentially he ends it by, like, if this person's unwilling to solve this conflict or this sin, like, they're not living as a believer, so treat them like an unbeliever. But what do you do to unbelievers? You share the gospel with them. Yeah. You love, love them. them. You try to lead them back to Jesus. Yeah. So that's perfect. Yeah, so good. Jenny, you got number three? Yeah, let me go on. All right, number three. Uh, the third is to believe the best about others. Um, in the midst of conflict, when things are difficult and tough, it can be really easy to assign motives, to make assumptions, um, and to kind of just head down that route. But that will never help you resolve any conflict if you're immediately assuming the worst of them. Yeah. Um, and so... Like even, I mean, that classic thing we all hear and say, but Luke 6.31 says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Like, the golden rule. <laughs> we all hear that. We all know it. And we say it absentmindedly a lot. Um, but even like looking in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians, um, when it talks about what love is in 13, um, verse 7 says, it love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Um and that should be how we approach in the midst of conflict of mm-hmm. believing the best in people, giving the benefit of the doubt, allowing them the opportunity to even express their motives. Because yeah. um, a lot of times it's just miscommunication. You know what they say about assuming. Yeah, sometimes I, you're right, I sometimes you're wrong. I thought about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, but I almost said that. Actually, I was like, I don't, probably shouldn't. <laughs> you got number four too, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, go yeah. with number four. Keep rolling. Yeah, let's go. So four, explain, don't blame. Um, again, when you're talking with someone, like Brennan even talked about how your tone um, implies things, but even mm-hmm. like how you say things will affect um, the relationship that you have. When I was a kid, I was so bad at this. My mom would always say, check the way you're saying it. Oh. Which is just like, Which is like oh. then you're just but like even so more right. mad. Yeah, yeah it's like. Um, but explaining it. So the way that this looks is instead of saying you always do this or you never do this, say maybe this is how um, – I'm already butchering this, but explain the situation, explain what's going on, why you're upset, where the conflict comes about, and how it made you feel in the midst of that. Um, Again, not assigning a motive, not attacking character, um, and saying someone always does this Mm -hmm. or never does this, but explain the situation, why you're frustrated, what's going on, um, and using language of even like, I feel this way, or instead of you because if, if yeah That's if true. if you mm-hmm. come at someone with that language they're probably immediately defensive oh yeah defensive so. walls just fly yeah. up when you start shooting off you statements yeah. number five you, brennan your turn you need to do this <laughs> i'd appreciate if you didn't interrupt me number five <laughs> be specific it plays right off of what jana just said when you're coming to explain when you're explaining use very specific examples because mm-hmm. i nothing will drive me crazier than if you come to me and say well, I just think you, your tone hasn't been great lately. And it's like, 
win? Like, give me an example. Like, because one, this is me inv- inv- invalidating. This is invalidation. Like, I do like, this. Oh, no. But if you're able to show me, then I was like, oh, yeah. okay, fine. Yeah, like I had a guy the other day. He came to me and he was like, hey, I just think with some of the ways you've said some things, uh, it's just made me feel like I can't say certain things to you. And he mm-hmm. was totally valid. But I, ha- I said, hey, you need to give me some examples. Like, And he was able to say, hey, when you did this or you said this in this way, it made me feel like this so that I... Now and mm-hmm. now this is this and I, I I asked for forgiveness and he forgave me and so yeah. good like it was a mm-hmm. huge healthy moment for our relationship, but my wife she also has we have conflict in marriage you know it is marriage you are constantly with this person conflict is happening all the time so it was a funny one she was telling me I don't put the lids on things right so like I go to put the peanut butter away and I don't screw the lid on right and I was like that's not true like yes I do like it's simple you just screw the lid on. But then she started giving me specific examples. Anytime she'd find the peanut butter with the lid on wrong, she'd bring it to me and she'd be like, here's the peanut butter with the lid on wrong. And it's like, oh, yeah, you got me. How so do you <laughs> put the lid on a peanut butter jar Did you just wrong? like, you just, I, I'm a quick moving person. So it's like I screwed it on like cockeyed, you know, so it's like it's diagonal. Not actually it's on. not actually in the grooves. <laughs> or like I'll do it with like Tupperware or like. Oh, <laughs> don't it, get one of the corners. Yeah, down. I don't know. Just I, I don't know if it's just like a hurried pace, which. Again, learning about that too. I should hustle, repent of that. Hustle and hurry. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I never thought I did it. And then she started bringing it to me. I was like, no, I don't do that. And then she started showing me where I did it. And I was like, oh, okay. I do do that. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's so good. Uh, number six, Ben. Uh, number six. So this, I, I mentioned this a little bit either, or, or earlier, especially as followers of Jesus. I believe without a doubt. And, and as I sit here, I look back on my life. And there are some moments and relationships and situations that I've had where reconciliation and forgiveness has been incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not gone through the worst of things. Like, no one has killed my wife yeah. or my kids. Yeah. And so it's like, okay. But <laughs> with that, I believe without a doubt, based off of Jesus' teachings, of what he did for us, that forgiveness and reconciliation is always possible. Mm-hmm. Um, the hard part about that is because conflict involves more than one person, both people have to believe that. Yeah. And so yeah. the sixth and the sixth thing is tell them and, and be completely honest with the reality of you want things to get better mm-hmm. and you believe they can, especially through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, like what we need sometimes in the midst of conflict is hope. And we know and recognize and believe that our hope is in Jesus. Uh, in in conflict, when you approach this person, there's probably shame. Even when and, and and it's not just when you need to go to people and address conflict. It's when people are coming to you. What's your yeah. posture? Yeah. Like yeah. how do you how do you handle when people are like, "Hey, you did yeah. this wrong." Mm-hmm. It's in that okay. Yep. Even when I'm feeling shame and probably want to get defensive. No. Okay. Hear them out. Yeah. Right. It's I still have to think best of that person. If I'm mm-hmm. coming to someone, I want to treat them as. Yeah. When, so it's just like that's really really real um matthew 5 23 if you were if you are offering your gift at the alt- altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you leave the gift in front of the altar and then go and be reconciled to them like just jesus was all about reconciliation mm-hmm. what redeeming relationships and it's possible for for all of them so tell them you want things to get better yeah, believe that good. it can happen mm-hmm. and it may take time that doesn't mean the relationship is going to look like it has it could yeah. be different and that's okay mm-hmm. But forgiveness and reconciliation are possible. And then finally, number seven, pray for him. Um, James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to one another. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Um, it's, it's, I found it, it's really impossible, especially when I come humbly before the Father, that when I'm praying for someone that I have conflict with or don't really like, it's hard for me to stay angry at them. It's, it's mm-hmm. God is doing a healing in my soul when I'm lifting up and blessing the other person mm-hmm. before yeah. the Father. And so pray for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, it almost gives you empathy for mm-hmm. empathy for the other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it creates a love within you for them. So, and and you have yeah. on here, it, it's just this is not pray about them. Yeah, I love that. It's pray for them. Mm-hmm. So it's hey, I'm ha- hey God, I'm having this conflict, this thing. Yeah. Like I'd really like for you to fix that. Yeah. But it's like yeah. no, God, would you work in me and work in them? Yeah, you know, pray for mm-hmm. them, for their, for for blessing for them, yeah. for healing for them. Mm-hmm. And so I think good. something that we don't know how to do. So we'll say that like is like bless your enemies, right? Mm-hmm. Do not curse them. Yeah. Well, how, how? Like yeah. the biggest blessing you can pray for someone else is that. Uh, they would continue growing intimacy with Jesus mm. or come mm-hmm. to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that that they would, I think even receiving identity would know their place before the Father is one of the biggest blessings that you can pray for That's someone good. else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sorry. Any final conclusions? I've got I've got a one sentence. Oh, that snap. that I thought of myself. Let's go. No, I didn't. It came from our lead development. <laughs> but he just said conflict is the price you pay for intimacy in a relationship. Yeah. That's good. And it's kind of where Jana started it off, where it's like. If you don't have conflict or if you're so conflict avoidant, you're not going to reach the level of depth in relationship that we're called to reach. The mm-hmm. level of depth that provides so much of the joy and the love and the goodness of relationship. You miss out on that if you're not willing to pay the price of intimacy mm-hmm. or of conflict. Yeah. So I love that sentence. Yeah. He, he's brilliant. Yeah, so good. Yeah. And I just want to. Yeah, shoot him, shoot him an email. Uh, it's it's uh, acloud at gracepointwestland.org. <laughs> he's an amazing professor. We love him. <laughs> Any other comments to finish up yeah. the conflict podcast? Yeah. Um, let's go do some conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get out there. <laughs> ruff, ruffle some feathers. No, no, not that. No, no. Don't be afraid. Oh, jeez. No. It's good. It's a good conversation to have. We pray that it, it helps you in everyday life because yeah. that's where conflict is happening. And that's, man, okay, I'm going to say this then. Oh, I thought we were done. If you can, now, the seven things we just said, even with the four unhealthy styles of conflict and mm-hmm. then adding the fifth of, of mm-hmm. passive aggressiveness, it's like, Will this work 100% of the situations all the time? Probably not. No. I mean, it might, it, like in all your situations, here's what I know though. If you can, if you can at least adopt these things into mm-hmm. your relationships and conflict, and if you can master at least how to address and do it in a gracious yet truthful, honest way, pursuing reconciliation and forgiveness, mm-hmm. pointing yourself and the other person to Jesus, you will be able to see intimate, powerful relationships for the mm-hmm. rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just will. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Know that because you're in a relationship with people, like like Brennan said, it's, it could get messy. It's happening, people. But it's Whether good. you like it or not, yeah, it is coming. Yep. So we just want you to yeah. be prepared as Christ followers to deal with it and to, to walk with it. And So we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you next week. Peace. Bye.